it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Tommy Piggott is the RNC Rapid Response Director. And must follow on Twitter, by the way. Must follow on Twitter. You can see some of his work at RNC Research. Tommy, let's get right into it here. Jobs reports came out today. No surprise, 25 straight months of real wages being down, despite the fact Joe Biden's running around crapping snowballs, making it sound like he's some sort of job-creating machine. Yeah, I mean, it's so dishonest. He still doesn't understand the difference between a job created and a job recovered. When he puts these absurd numbers out there claiming that he's creating all these jobs, when in reality, we're having Republican-led states leading the way in recovering jobs after the COVID lockdowns. And you make an excellent point on wages. The fact that real wages are falling and have been really down something like 3% since Biden took office is really hurting middle-class families. There's a new report out this week that said middle-class families have lost, on average, $33,000 $33,000 in wealth just this year. That's a huge decrease for middle-class families, and that's the direct result of Bidenomics. And I think it's important to point out what real wages is, because if you just scroll through social media, depending on the media outlet that you follow, you're going to see Joe Biden has great jobs report. It was above and beyond the expectations, but yet people are still getting a pay cut. So remind everybody what real wages mean. Yeah, real wages are when you take the wage growth, the nominal wage growth, before inflation, and you adjust it for inflation. So inflation is how much price they're going up, how much you can actually buy with the money you're getting from your job. And so the real wage number says, well, if wages are growing by, let's say, 1%, but inflation is growing at 4%, then in reality, you're actually losing money because you're paying more for the same goods and services. When wages aren't keeping up with inflation, real wages fall. So it's actually an indicator of how much you're able to buy with those wages. And for 25 straight months, the Biden administration has basically been behind a pay cut. I mean, we can call it a pay cut, right? We can. It is a pay cut for all intents and purposes, because it's really showing that you can't buy the same amount of uh, goods and services with the money that you have. It's really it's just like a pay cut, which is why one of the, the terms that we use to describe Biden is the pay cut president because he's really overseeing <laughs> that really the, the fastest decrease in real wages in something like 30 years, which is just an astonishing rate of decrease. And that really is hurting Americans that can least afford it the most. It's funny how Joe Biden has sort of embraced the the quote unquote Bidenomics moniker that he's been given. Like I when I first saw Bidenomics, I, I don't know who came up with that, Tommy, but it seemed like sort of a pejorative term to me. <laughs> and now like a comical thing. And now Biden's sort of using that and trying to embrace that and as if it were virtue. And I just I'm not seeing it. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean I agree with you that if if he had any common sense, he would take it as a pejorative because the economy's not good. 
he wouldn't be embracing <laughs> this economy. He would actually recognize reality and recognize that American families are getting poorer. Over 80 percent of Americans say the economy is negative. So if he had any common sense, he wouldn't be running on the economy because the economy is terrible. But I think he he believes that he can sort of uh, gaslight his way into changing people's perceptions. So far, it's not working. Over 80 percent of Americans, like I said, rate the economy as negative. But I think he lives in such a uh, alternate reality where people might be telling him the economy is good. When in reality, the only people that are doing well under Bidenomics are Biden's family and their influence peddling schemes. And who are the folks giving him these ideas? Like tinfoil hat here. It's almost like they're trying to sabotage the guy because Bidenomics, it's a playoff of Reaganomics, but nothing seems to be working right now. And whoever keeps telling Joe Biden to keep saying these are our children, it seems like it's been one bad piece of advice after the other. That whole our children thing, I don't think that flies with anybody. I don't think it does either. Um, parents know that they should be the primary stakeholder in their children's education and their children's lives, uh, not the government. We don't co-parent with the government. That's not how this works. That's not how America was founded, how America has thrived. It, it kind of also indicates, though, how Joe Biden does believe in the nanny state in terms of really controlling all aspects of your life. I think it actually indicates a lot in terms of how Biden views the American people, that he doesn't think they're responsible enough to spend their own money to, to build their own lives, to make sure their children receive the best education possible. He believes he knows best when all indicators show that he doesn't. And, and on the slogan Bidenomics, I, I, it's, it's the worst slogan I've heard since their really bizarre <laughs> campaign slogan, finish the job. Uh, that, that <laughs> slogan. I mean, it's just like, that sounded like a threat to me. I mean, like, like, like Mortal Kombat, you know, it's like finish him. I mean, it's just like, that sounds like absolutely terrible to me. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. Tommy Piggott here, uh, RNC Rapid Response Director on the Hammer and Nigel Show. All right, let's move to the White House and why this this little dime bag of cocaine that was found in the West Wing or wherever uh, is so important and polarizing and why people are still paying attention to this. Uh, you know, forget about the fact that cocaine was found in the White House. It just seemed like it's the it's been lie after lie after lie. I'd like I want to see the timeline of of where this little dime bag of cocaine has has been in the White House because at first it was like, oh, it was in a place where everybody could go, tourists all over the place and now and now they're they're actually saying, well, no, hardly anybody can get next to this place. It's they found it near the situation room and where the, you know, where the presidential limo are parked. Can you just kind of take us through why people are paying attention to this story? Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of the story from the White House keeps changing. And the, the massive shock of finding drugs in the West Wing, finding cocaine in the West Wing, is enough for people to be concerned. Uh, and I think that's enough of the story. But the fact that days later, we still don't know who, what, where, when, why, and how this cocaine was found, is really astonishing. And I think it goes to the fact that this administration, according to a new study of uh, questions and answers from Karine Jean-Pierre, has only answered something like 2% of questions regarding a whole plethora of Biden scandals. And this is the latest one that they're just completely refusing to tell the truth about. And the story keeps changing. You mentioned that first they tried to blame visitors, uh, basically implying that a visitor might have left the cocaine on the West Wing, which would be shocking as it is. But then it changed locations to a much more secure location 
uh, a location that, like you mentioned, near the Situation Room. And, and so I think Americans are concerned because, one, this is just so shocking. And two, there still haven't been any answers. And, and when they're dodging so much, it makes people think, what's the real story here? And <laughs> the thing is... The Secret Service has to know, right? I have never been in the White House, but I've spoken with a lot of people who have. And two things are true. Two things can be true at the same time here, Tommy. Number one, a lot of people do cocaine in Washington. And number two, the White House has cameras everywhere. If you think a Vegas casino was under surveillance, the White House says, hold my eight ball. They've got cameras all (laughs) over the place. So they have to know. It feels like you know it's incompetence right now or they're lying to us when they tell us well we may never know whose cocaine it was yeah that doesn't make any sense for them to say that i mean unless they think it's been there for for years or something like that they they just found it i mean they do routine searches of these areas and it's all under surveillance so it doesn't really make any sense and for it to be found in a cubby someone had to take out the bag right someone had to put it there and so that action of putting it there would be on camera and if their conclusion is well this wasn't an area that was surveilled as often or or something along those lines uh, my question is what type of person has access to enter the white house unsurveilled and if they truly did wouldn't that raise more questions wouldn't that be more concerning that this person was important enough to not be checked to not be put under surveillance that to me is more concerning so uh, if, if they really don't have this area under surveillance enough to determine uh, who put this cocaine there. I think that raises really serious questions about whose cocaine it is. I don't think that's an explanation from the White House. I think that's actually raising some really important and serious questions. He is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC, Tommy Piggott. Tommy, great conversation. We'll talk again next Friday. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is the Hammer and Nigel Show.